0: It started, heated over here, live, back in action with my control to you so all the way to the Super Bowl. The 3rd and 3 podcast is ready to rock and roll. 3rd and 3 is presented by the Sports Column. And if you aspire to be a sports writer, then go to www.thesportscol.com. That's C-O-L at the end. And submit your article and let people read what's on your mind. Right now, what's on my mind is... Full NFL mode. And I know my partners feel the same exact way as the 2020 season kicks off this Thursday between the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. We'll be watching, but neither of those teams are any of our teams. We know that. We're going to get into our teams. We're going to get into every team. It's the NFL prediction show. First, introducing our resident. New Jersey, New York football giant fanatic is someone I want blocking for me because she is a loyal, loyal team, loyal part of our team. You can always count on her. We call her Tricky Nikki G and we want to wish her a happy belated birthday. Nikki, happy birthday to you. Thank you.
1: Thanks guys. Yeah, have the big three six. Uh, On the third, so just having a a nice, chill birthday
0: weekend, and I am ready for some predictions. Oh, yeah, we're getting them on. You know, they don't call me the sports prophet for nothing. I told you, it ain't about money, it's about seeing the future. So I'm going to give you mine. Nikki's going to give hers. And our very confident coach, whose bias has nothing to do with his football knowledge, but don't tell him that you can guard Mike, my man, the real deal, Damien Adams in the house. What's up?
2: What's going on, man? Very excited about the football season being right around the corner. It feels so weird that we get, we didn't get a warm up. You know, normally you get the preseason, you get some type of warm up. We're just going straight into it, no stretching. <laughs>
0: so I feel like I might, I
2: might pull a hamstring it <laughs> like this. Yeah, we're just
3: <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> yeah.
1: No
0: kidding. No, I know it's really weird. It, actually, it, you know, it's very strange. It's, it's like just snuck up on us, and here it is Thursday night. I mean, wow. I don't know what I'm going to do from now until then. Can't wait. But, uh, yeah, speaking of our teams, Damian, your Saints will host the new look Tampa Bay Bucs in week one. Nikki, your Giants open at home on Monday Night Football against the Steelers. And my beloved San Francisco 49ers defending NFC champions are also opening this season at home against the up-and-coming Arizona Cardinals. So we all got home, home games this week, guys. Hopefully that'll benefit us. Even with no fans in the stands, we'll see. Real quick, shout out to Josh McKinney who had me on his uh, podcast Four Quarters. We discussed, you know, all football. Talked about what's coming up this season. Josh, I appreciate it, man. Big shout out to you. Got to settle something, guys, before we get into neighborhood news over here. Officially, I heard on your show, and you guys are great, Damian. On the real deal with Damian Adams, Nikki was on the show, did a great job. So, you listeners better check that out. So, D. You said that we never gave Nikki a position as your head coach. I'm the quarterback. And I only once introduced Nikki as our middle linebacker. However, I love the idea of Nikki fitting the profile as the Diva receiver. So I am all in. I'm so Nikki.
1: Thank you. I am diva receiver. What's the way to tell you, Damian? Yeah, you throw me the ball. I'm not dropping it. Like go down, I'm
3: taking it. A <laughs> <best> <laughs> so I
0: will be the wide receiver of this team. No doubt, no doubt, Nikki. We got to go over the playbook a little bit, you know, before we uh, hit it. You know, go over the route tree and see what we got going on. No question. All right, all right. Let's start the show off. We got neighborhood news coming up for ya. Oh. in your neighborhood in your neighborhood let's check out what's going on with neighborhood news first real happy news Alex Smith making the roster for the Washington football team guys we talked about Alex Smith's journey a little bit uh on last week's show I think it was so we know he's probably going to be the second third string even quarterback but I think that's great that he made the team so that's awesome right there right Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome story. Awesome story of perseverance.
2: It definitely shows you if you're going through anything, you can persevere through it.
0: So Alex Smith is definitely a great story this year. No doubt. I see a documentary coming out. I see, uh, you know, even a book coming out on this. We'll see what happens. Another chapter to be open for Jadavian Clowney in his own book, Going to Tennessee, one year deal for about $12 million. After he was trying to get 18 mil from Seattle, whatever. And Damien, you guys almost had him. Uh, I was between New Orleans and the Titans, actually. And I think New Orleans even offered him more money. So what the hell's up with that coming? He went to Tennessee. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah,
2: no, it's definitely surprising, especially if New Orleans offered more money, especially with New Orleans being a team that's considered a Super Bowl contender. I guess Tennessee can be considered that as well, making an AFC championship last year. True. So maybe he feels more comfortable in that system. So we'll see going forward, but that's a big move for Tennessee. I
0: definitely think it'll benefit them greatly. Yeah. Yeah. it may, may have to think my changing around in my standings over here or my, uh, my predictions. Uh, so that was a sneaky one coming in and that's what they're doing. They're cutting down all the rosters to 53, uh, to, on Sunday, today, first game on Thursday. So here we go. Um, the bills real quick, they're, uh, Tredavious White, uh, Yep, Tredavious White, excuse me, the cornerback, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, staying with Buffalo. He got a four-year, $70 million deal. Keenan Allen also got paid $80 million extension, four years. Deshaun Watson got paid big time, $160 million extension. He's the second-highest player in the league, guys, and I just want to put something in perspective for you. He's the second-highest player in the league. He makes $160 million over his contract you know, however you want to weigh it out. But that's his contract, and it's the second highest, 160. Pat Mahomes has got a $450 million contract, could be $500 million, which is $300 million more than the next guy. Think <laughs> about that. That's sick. I can't, I can't even comprehend it. I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, no, it's definitely nuts when you think about it. But with the deal for Watson, he does have a chance to re-up because he's so young to get paid again. So you can look at it that way as well from yeah. Watson's perspective. So it's definitely a great deal for him. No doubt, no doubt. Just, but it's just when you look at the, the money that Mahomes is making, what everybody else makes, it's, it's unbelievable. He du- triples, doubles, you know, even the hot best paid players. Unbelievable. But if you saw uh, yesterday Deshaun Sean Watson, he was crying his eyes out. He was so happy about this, but not just the money, just how the team and the organization believed in him. And the challenges he went through, it was it was really touching. So if you guys can get a chance, check that bad boy out. That was really good. Hey, Nicky, your team picked up uh, Logan Ryan at cornerback. Not a bad move, right there. That's going to help out a weak defense. No no offense, Joe Mixon. And he also got paid a uh, forty eight million dollar four year deal. Debo Samuel is going to be active for week one. Huge. Talked about Leonard Fournette on my show. I drafted him in my fantasy league. He got released by the Jaguars. I'm like. Geez, what the hell is going to happen now? But I'm thinking, well, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. And you know what? It was. He went to Tampa Bay, just adding another piece to it, like the new Cowboys over there, guys. Just take everybody you can get. Even LaShawn McCoy is over there. So, Nikki, what do you think? I mean, the Bucs, again, just beefing it up.
1: Let's
0: just keep beefing up this division. I mean, it's not fair to the rest of us. But, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody stay in one place. I have to keep changing my predictions around. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's annoying. I Just stay where you are. And we'll see how Ronald Jones fits in. They say he might even start the season. We'll figure it out. Another running back, Adrian Peterson, released by Washington yesterday, I think it was, and immediately got picked up by the Detroit Lions. We'll see how he fits into that. Derwin James out for the season, meniscus surgery, terrible. Shaquem Griffin released by the Seahawks. An inspirational man again, a guy who grew up playing football with one hand. Shaquille, his brother, is still with the team, and they're really tight. Um, they would even go, they would demand that they would go to college together. Ended up on the same NFL team together. I wonder how that plays out. That will be interesting. Lamar Miller, real quick, running back for the New England Patriots for about a month. And then he came off the PUP list, and they cut him. So that was a real nice waste of time with that apple with Lamar Miller. Uh, Same team, though, Cam Newton, Patriots, officially named starter for the Patriots, as was Dwayne Haskins in Washington. And we talked about Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, who will be named the starter for week one. Well, it's Mitch Trubisky, and I'm not surprised. I think they wanted to see if he's going to take this challenge and bring it on the field. And if he does, great, worked out for him. But if not, Damian, they could bring in Nick Foles and see what happens from there. So I think that's the mindset of Chicago.
2: Yeah, I think that you you have a number two overall pick. You want to give him every chance possible. But now you know this is the last chance.
0: If you come out there and you stink it up, we have somebody who can take over that position for you. Right, Nicky, say it. It's what? Now or... (laughs) It's never. now or never. That's right. That's Nicky saying. It's time, Trubisky. You better come through for them. Uh man, not a laughing matter as haha ha Clinton Dix uh did get cut by the Cowboys. <laughs> it is to me. Every time I hear this dude's name, I can't help it. I don't know. It's like the thirteen year old of me comes I, know, out, I know, I know. I know. I know. We'll see where he ends up. Uh he's a decent player. Um Just to try to wrap this up over here, Tyrell Williams is going to be out for the Raiders the whole season, wide receiver. And guys, I'm at a complete loss with Jacksonville right now with what they're doing. They traded another player, not a big-time guy, but Ronnie Harrison, not Rodney, Ronnie Harrison to the Browns. They're playing a dangerous game right now, hoping that with all this cap space cleared and all the draft picks that they acquired, that they'll be able to attract big-time players and, you know, just turn this around overnight, you know, in a a season or two. Should we trust the the process, like the 76ers with them, Damian, or what? I think this is called garbage, what they're doing. Yeah, we saw with the 76ers
2: what happened. They had some success with it. Like, they spunk it up for two, three straight years, and they end up getting two great players, of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But if they don't fit together, you have things happen, like you saw in the first round, like the 76ers did. With the Jaguars, this is going to lead to them – you know, getting messed up in a wild card round or with at least Super championships. You know, this has to wait and
0: see. Yeah, that's that's Nicky. That's what I'm saying. Look, they're taking. I think Gardner Minshew was a good quarterback, and they're you know taking more weapons away, making the defense weaker for him. You know, for the whole team, it's just it's a mess. And you know, if this is all to tank for Trevor Lawrence, then that that's just a piss poor job. I'm sorry because all you're doing is bringing in a quarterback who's surrounded by a bunch of Mediocre players, and what's that going to do for you, Nikki? I, I don't get it. Nothing. And no, who's coming
1: to Jacksonville? Oh, you're going to attract all these. No, you're not. Okay,
0: no one's going to Jacksonville, and no one's coming to the Knicks. That's. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for that shot. <laughs> yep. No, nah, n- nobody going to the Knicks either. You're not kidding. My gosh. Oh man, the stray bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Of the stray bullet. Well, and good. Just be I, killing, and then they just catch a stray bullet. I, it really did, right <laughs> to the heart. Cool, Oh, man. Well, good segue right there because we want to just close that neighborhood news with the NBA playoffs over here as the Celtics took a 2-0 lead, the Raptors showing that they are champions, coming back, winning the next two. We got a 2-2 series tie between these two guys, Damian. What do you think is going to happen here on out? I, I do not
2: know. Originally, I picked Toronto in six. Then I was like, after Boston went up 2-0, I was like, I don't see them being able to win four straight. Mm. So I think my prediction's going to be wrong. But then they come out, win two straight games, look great. They've figured out how to slow down Boston somewhat. But I don't see Toronto winning this series because they don't have that go-to guy. I don't believe in Pascal Siakam
0: yet. He's called Spicy Pete. He's been mild Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, I don't see him being able to, you know, add the right seasoning, if you will, for these playoffs. Oh. Look, he's on a roll. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, yeah, so I
2: got, right. got Boston. I got Boston winning this series. I
0: still got them in six. Yeah, I had them in seven. Um, again, because home field really means nothing or home court for that matter. I had um the Celtics in seven games. Uh, just because I think they're more well rounded. you know, missing Gordon Hayward is a big thing, but they're still playing so great between Jalen Brown and I still need to see a little bit more out of Tatum. But um, you know, guys like Marcus Smart have stepped up here and there. Yeah, they're they're a really good team. So is Toronto. Look, Kyle Lowry is a, I mean, he is a bullet. He's a hustler. You want to talk about a guy who plays his heart out every second of every game and that's Kyle Lowry for Toronto. He's fantastic. We'll see what happens with them and they look to be playing for the right to play the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals as they're up 3-0, Damien and we talked about that. Should uh, the Bucks be scared? Yeah, we both said yes, because Miami is a really well-rounded team with an underrated coach in Spolstra. So look what they're doing over there right now to the Bucks, And to me, it's all because they rely on Giannis too much. And then when Giannis isn't in and things aren't going well, they can't shoot enough from the outside and get open. So it's too much him and too much of Middleton, who's a good player, but not great enough. They need a third guy. And that's the bottom line. It's funny that you mentioned that third guy. I was thinking about that this morning. I feel like they lost this series when they let Malcolm Brogdon go in the offseason. Yep, great call. So they, they
2: decided to re-sign Eric Bledsoe, who's a very good player, very good defender, but our offense can disappear at times. Malcolm Brogdon's a guy who in Indiana this year was their lead dog for much of the year with Oladipo Hurt, and it took a while for T.J. Warren to really find his feet. So Malcolm Brogdon was a leading scorer on the playoff team. And he could have been the second mm-hmm. or third best guy from Milwaukee right now. I think this series looks a lot different in that way. But man, Miami just got to give them all the props in the world. We thought that Milwaukee should be scared, but we didn't think they
3: should be running like they're running from Jason or, or uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger right now. Like they're coming. Miami came through with the
0: butcher knife just ready to slaughter, man. It's yeah. Been, it's been nasty. <laughs> they- they really did. They're they they're shocking people around the world because forever it doesn't pay attention to the Heat. Thought, yeah, Giannis MVP, they'll run through him. No, it's the other way around, man. It really is. In the West, bit of a shocker. Lakers losing the first game, but um, LeBron's track record, he loses the first game a lot in the first game of series, and then we, we all know what he does. Ends up in the championship, so I'm not going to freak out about that too much. The thing that's so funny to me is, is that you got Anthony Davis, who's like 6'11", foot and their center for Houston PJ Tucker 6 foot 5. I mean, it's amazing and they could still play really good defense and I think that's been the dip, the difference with Houston is their defense. D.
2: Yeah, no they play great defense. I actually picked OKC to beat them and because I didn't expect their defense to be this good. And they were able to defend against OKC,
0: even though OKC did a horrible job of executing at the end of game. Yes, seven, they did. But I digress. Oh, <laughs> but, and, uh, but Houston, they can give LA some problems.
2: I could, I believe this could be a good series because of the the style matchups with the small ball versus the very tall ball that the Lakers play. They might have to, you know, sit the White and sit bell and have Anthony Davis go strictly to center and have him try to take advantage of those matchups. It's a very interesting science experiment that we're saying with that series but of course LA is the better team so
0: we expect them to win but Houston gave them problems and Harden if he gets hot can beat anybody yeah I hear you but you, you know what LeBron James is not just the best player he's like the best coach in the league as well so I think that they're really going to figure it out and uh you know I'm not saying they're going to take the next four but I still believe the Lakers will win that one that's and the other LA team to close it out um two to two wow How about that one uh, with Denver over there having a – excuse me, one-to-one having a win there Denver last night. They were crushing them. They won um, from beginning to end, wire to wire. So I don't know if that's going to be a big series, the way that Murray and Jokic play together. And, you know, if Paul George is having an off night or Kawhi having an off night like we saw last night, then Denver's good enough, you know, to give give you some issues. But those other guys need to step up on that team. It can't just be Murray and Jokic the whole time.
2: Yeah, no, that was exactly my point. With with Denver, I can see them having a game or two like this where they play so well that they're able to win in the end. But as far as getting game four games over the Clippers, I just don't see it. The Clippers are just so much of a better team, especially on the perimeter. They have you have Murray for Denver, and with the Clippers you have Kawhi, Paul George, Pat Bev, Landry Shamit, Reggie Jackson. Like they have so yeah. many people they can go to to score and to create. And Denver has Jamal Murray. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's just too
0: much talent on the Clippers' side. Jokic, of course, is a mismatch. No one can guard him on the Clippers, but it's just not enough for him to win the series. So I got a Clippers probably winning in five. Yeah, Oh, in five. Okay, okay. May it may go a little longer than that, but I'm still with you with the Clippers over there. All right, wrapping up uh, neighborhood news over there, which means that we're ready to get into the NFL. It is NFL time. It's NFL prediction time. We are ready to get it rocking and rolling right now. It is time to figure out who's going to the playoffs, who's going to the Super Bowl, who's going to be the MVP, all that beautiful stuff. We're ready to get into it at this moment. Guys, you ready to do this thing? All right, well, let's blast this bad boy off, starting with the AFC. We're going to pick our division winners. We're going to tell you why, and we're going to start off with my man, Damian. The AFC East, Amy, and now with Cam Newton being a Patriot, new quarterback over there. You still got Bill Belichick, Dolphins, maybe on the rise. What do you think?
2: I had to go ahead and pick a new winner this year for the AFC East. I think it's a time for the Asian of the guard As the Buffalo Bills, we've said all year, there are no (laughs) excuses for the Buffalo Bills. I think they win the AFC East this year. One of my bold predictions in a previous show is that Josh Allen will be a pro bowler in the AFC this year. If my bowl prediction does become true, like I believe it does, Buffalo should win the AFC East.
0: And I think they'll win it by even maybe two games. Okay, okay. I, I like that right there. I like that. Nikki, you agreeing with him? Are we gonna see finally a new champion in the NFC excuse me in the AFC East?
1: Yes, a new champion. No excuses. We have all the tools. You got everything around you that you need for success. You have a somewhat vulnerable Patriots team. If you are ever to knock them off,
0: this is the year to do it. So I'm gonna say Buffalo takes the division this year. Well, it looks like we're all gonna to have to agree on that one, and that's the trend. Sometimes that could be scary, but look, when you see on paper, obviously, and you see what they've done on the field last year, you can only imagine they're gonna improve with Stefan Diggs on the other side. They can run. They can throw the ball. And, Damian, like you said, if he takes that quantum leap or even a a mediocre leap, they can be that much better because their defense is excellent. mentioned Jardavious White before. And, look, the Patriots, we're not sure what we're going to see. The whole running back situation is messy. Dolphins on the rise but not scaring anybody yet. And the Jets, forget about it. I mean, like, really forget about it. So what is there else to say about that? So we all agree the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East, the AFC North. How about that division with Ben Roethlisberger back in action, new quarterback in Cincinnati. Nikki, what say you?
3: I say the Baltimore Ravens
1: take this division. Look, Lamar Jackson, reinforced run game. They got great options for their passing game. The D has improved front seven. I I don't think this is a cakewalk for them, but I think this is a comfortable division win for them.
0: I like that. I like that a comfortable division win. Okay? All right, that's what she says, Damian. I'm going to have to agree with her. And I think it will be rather comfortable as well. I mentioned that this team could possibly go 15 and 1 or 16 and 0. I don't think it's going to be that. I think they repeat at 14 and 2 and take this division, but it is a tough division, maybe the toughest in the in the AFC because I believe like I said, guys, Cleveland is on the rise. I know they're going to be problems for a lot of teams and Pittsburgh with Ben back, and that defense, and Mike Tomlin, who I love, yep, no doubt. So I I would watch out for those teams, but I think Baltimore does take this division. They just added on to what was a great team already, Damian. Yeah,
2: they are absolutely stacked. Um, Like I said on my show one time, they're like almost too much. They're like, you know, you get the double burger, but the triple. It's <laughs> gonna be Get almost too yeah, that far. But, but Baltimore has that triple whopper type team, and they are absolutely type just that. And I think they win his division mm-hmm. like Nicky said comfortably. I can see them winning by two three games
0: because they have Pittsburgh maybe going like eleven and five. Yeah, they're gonna be tough, man. And again, um it's all about Lamar Jackson staying healthy over there. And just forget it, you know, forget it, what, what he can do. I know they want to run him less, but even so. They're dangerous, very dangerous. love Mark Andrews, that combination. So we all agree there. Let's see if we agree in the AFC South. As I'll start it off over here, I don't think that the Texans have taken such a big step back. I think that Deshaun Watson is thrilled with the contract, and I think his teammates are really thrilled for him. It's, again, Bill O'Brien and that locker room and his coaching ability or inability sometimes, as you want to call it, The Titans got all the way to the AFC Championship. The Jaguars got rid of their team. I think the Colts win the division, though. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the the Colts win this division, guys. I've been high on them. You've heard it from me, you know, going through our different shows here and there. I know they don't have the most explosive offense, but I don't think they're going to need to be that explosive. I think that they could play a lot of ball control with their running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Now you got Michael Pittman Jr. over there with hopefully a healthy T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, Phillip Rivers behind the best offensive line. You give him time, he's going to connect with one of these players. So I think the Colts are one of those teams that take a giant leap forward this year and make the playoffs, as I kind of alluded to during our uh, um, other episodes, guys. So, Damian, what do you think?
2: The AFC South is sneaky, a
0: very good division.
2: Right outside of, of course, you know the dumpster fire in Jacksonville. Everything yeah. else, it looks like a, teams that can really contend. But I'm going with Tennessee to win the AFC South. I love. There, you mentioned ball control. If any team can win through ball control, it's Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not going to make the mistakes that Mariota was making early in last season. So they'll have some losses that they can avoid that they had last season, just by having a better quarterback the defense just added to Davion, Finally, like you mentioned neighborhood news that's going to be huge. So I'm
0: going with Tennessee. Yeah, that is pretty freaking huge right there. You know that that made even that one player can make you think that it could change even a game or two, you know, on the uh on the schedule because a fumble here, you know, a sack there, whatever at the end of the game, he's capable of doing that type of stuff, Nikki. So I understand And Tennessee is one of those teams that was on the fringe on, but I you know, they're starting to <laughs> they're starting to look tough again.
1: time with it when we did um just our you know our kind of our rundown of it i i really think houston indy and tennessee like they're just gonna cannibalize each other i like i really <laughs> do i i do i ultimately think you want to talk about a game changer deshaun watson is such a game changer i don't think rivers is i Hill can be you got indy tennessee really run-happy, but I think Houston just edged them out. Not by much here, guys. I think, like, maybe
3: a game or two to take the
0: division. Well, look at that. Wow, well, all right. We all actually we disagree. On yeah, okay. definitely. AFC South, how about that? We got three different division winners, and none of them, obviously, are the Jacksonville Jaguars, so how about that right That's there? The win now. Yeah, <laughs> right? Imagine that. Let's see if they can win more than two games. That'd be a miracle, D, right? That would be shotgun.
2: I'll pause off the
0: division, like <laughs> the shock of the century. Yeah, that'll make 2020 officially the craziest year of all time. Officially, it'll be stamped for of, of all time. Crazy. All right, let's get to the West where we find our the, <laughs> Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, obviously a big favorite in not just the West, but the entire uh, conference and maybe even the Super Bowl again with Mahomes over there. Um, we talked about Denver. You know, They seem to be trying to put things together. The Chargers, I like them a little more than other teams, guys, to be honest with you. Um, but Derwin James out for the year is a killer. I think the Raiders are the team that takes a big step back. They only won seven games last year, but they may only went four or five this season. It's very hard to go against the Kansas City Chiefs in this division, so I'm not going to. I'm going to be realistic. I'm staying with the Chiefs, Nikki.
1: Yeah, I'm staying with the Chiefs, too. I mean, I don't know how you can not, but we'll see what Damien says. You
0: never know. You never uh, know. I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm,
3: stay, I'm staying
1: with Kansas City. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit high on Denver, but I, so I think they got a shot there. You know what I mean? They, again, they got all the tools. They got Pat Sherman right now over there, new offensive coordinator, Dick Fangio defense. I think they got all the ingredients they need. D, you're making me hungry. You're talking about salsa, burgers.
3: So, <laughs> what do they cook up over there?
1: Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you, Jay. I think the Raiders take a step back. Their defense gave up 26.2 points per game last season. So I just, I don't see them. I feel like they're on the
0: down. Everybody else in this division's on their way up. Yeah, I, I you know what I I agree with you. I think a lot of teams, except for the Raiders, I agree. You know, I like uh, Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback for now. Uh, we'll see what happens with Herbert, and they drafted Kenneth Murray. We talked about him a little bit on the show. Could be an excellent linebacker for the future with the Chargers. But Damian, what do you think? Is somebody going to overtake the Chiefs? No, I don't think anybody's going to overtake the Chiefs. Speaking of food, we you know Kansas City is known for their barbecue. Oh yeah, Kansas City. Will- barbecue this division. They're going to win it easily. <laughs> <laughs> hungry,
3: That's right? great. <laughs> definitely. i will definitely getting something to eat after the podcast. But
2: Kansas City will win this division easily. I do see the Raiders taking that step back, like you guys said. The Chargers are a team that I believe could have taken a step forward if it wasn't for the Darwin James injury. I know mm. in football is different from basketball, where one player doesn't normally make that big of an impact. It's not mm-hmm. the quarterback. But with Derwin, Derwin James is that type of player on defense, where he makes that big of
0: an impact for you. I think it's going to hurt the Chargers tremendously. Yep, that was one of my things also. I'm not going to say necessarily had him going to the playoffs or anything, even with Derwin James, but that is a tremendous loss. That's like losing a quarterback on defense, guys. All right, that's the AFC right there, but we're not done with it. We're going to come back in 60 seconds with our playoff teams, and then we're going to hop over to the NFC before we give you our MVPs, our Super Bowls, and all that. So stick with us, guys. 60-second commercial break. We'll be right back, third and three podcast. Well, if you're wondering why I'm playing that song and why we're all playing our songs over here, the theme of our song music theme on 3rd and Three Podcast this Sunday afternoon is picking a song from the year you were born. And that's why we heard Jump by Van Halen earlier. That was Nikki's song. This is mine, Whip It. Not a lot of great ones from 1980. We're going to see what Damien's is coming back in a minute over here. And we're ready to get it going again. We finished the AFC Division by division, but now we're going to name our seven playoff teams for the first time in NFL history. Then we'll go over to the NFC and do our MVPs and all that good stuff. We got more coming at your knowledge with Nikki later. Bowl predictions—you know how we do it over here on Third and Three. So let's get back into this bad boy. You ready to do it? Ready. All right, then let's do it. All right, it's time to get the game on and bring this stuff higher. So let's do it right now. Playoff teams. I'll start it off, guys. Here we go. Let me get to the AFC because I'm looking at the NFC for some reason right now. So let me switch this over. Here we go. Ravens, number one seed. They get the buy. Like I said, 14 and two. I think that'll be the best division in the AFC conference. Followed by the Chiefs, number two. Third team overall is the Buffalo Bills. They may have the same record as the Chiefs, but it could be a little percentage thing. We'll see what happens. Four, I got the Colts. Like I said, I think they're going to win that division. So those are your division winners. Here are your three wild cards. If you've been listening to the show, you might know the way I'm going to go. Broncos are in there. All right. I'm high on the Broncos this year. I think they're going to be a team that can win 10 games. They got a lot more power uh, on offense. You know, obviously bringing in Jerry Judy. And now with Melvin Gordon, we'll see what Drew Locke is made of. Um, Love the head coach. So I got the Broncos. I got the Steelers. Big Ben is back. If he can stay healthy, we know what they can do. We talked about that. Love my Tomlin. Love the defense. We'll see if Juju Smith is the number one. But I think the Steelers are that great of an organization. We'll be back in the playoffs this year if they're missing it a couple of years in a row. And the last one I have is the Cleveland Browns. Yes, I think that you two knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, my God. It is the Cleveland Browns. Like I said, this is the first time in my entire life that I think they're actually going to be a good football team. I think that talent finally meshes together and they actually make the playoffs this year. So to recap, Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, Colts, Broncos, Browns and Steelers are your wild card teams right there, guys. So I did it. I put Cleveland in there. I put them in. And I'm I'm sticking to it. How far are they going to go? I don't know. We'll save that for playoff time when they do make it in, and I win my bet against the two of you. So I'm ready to hear yours. I'm writing them down. I'm ready to roll. Nikki, what do you got?
1: Very similar. I've got Baltimore, Kansas City, Buffalo. I have Houston because I think they're going to win the division. And then I have got Pittsburgh, Denver, and instead of the Cleveland
0: Browns, I do think the Patriots end up sneaking in there. The Patriots, okay, all right. Yeah. So, all right, a lot of players. And tie into my bowl prediction later. Oh, look at that little tease right there. She knows what she's doing over here, guys. She's a freaking pro. She knows exactly what's going on. All right, so I, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't see that Patriots coming in there, sneaking in there. Well. Look, I can't argue with it too much, Damien. Again, Bill Belichick, defense. Cam Newton's there. Let's see what happens. All right. I'm ready to hear yours, bro. Me and Nikki were um,
2: sharing one mind today on pretty much everything except the ASE South. Ah. I
3: got Baltimore, Kansas City,
2: Buffalo. I got Tennessee, my AFC South winner. Pittsburgh, New England, and Denver getting that last spot. So Baltimore, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee wildcards of Pittsburgh, New England, and
0: Denver. Okay, very interesting. You guys have got six out of seven of the same ones, except for the AFC South winner. Very, very interesting. I wonder how that's going to boil down. Um, I only had two different ones from you guys. I had the Colts winning the AFC South. Uh, Nikki, you had the Texans in uh, Tennessee. It went to you, Damien. Damian. And uh, yeah, I'm the only one who's got the Browns in there. And then you guys got the Patriots. So that should be very interesting. That's Bill Belichick's first coaching, head coaching football job, I should say. So, all right. All right. Storylines abound over there. That's the playoffs, the AFC. We're going to find out who these teams are going to be going up against later on as we hit up the NFC now. It is time to go to the NFC. And we're going to start on the East Coast where Nikki is going to kick it off with her beloved Giants in that division. Let's see what she's got to say. Yeah, my beloved Giants, they're, uh, like I
1: said, I said last week, I think um, bold prediction for them, six wins. I think that's pretty bold considering where they were. But obviously, I've got this division going to the Cowboys, I think they're going to get even a little more aggressive on offense with Mike McCarthy. They have a great wide receiving core, as we mentioned. I think McCarthy is a little bit more demanding than Jason Garrett. He knows what a Super Bowl team needs to look like, play like, feel like, and I think he's just going to keep drilling it in. Now, if they take him this step, Don't mess up too much, uh, Dallas, because Philly, I think, is going to be right there behind you. But I think, ultimately, Dallas wins this
0: one. All right. All right. Very interesting. And I know that had to hurt to say, but, uh, you know, I give you props on that. I give you props on that. All right, Damien, are you in agreement?
2: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think Dallas is the most talented team in in the NFC, excuse me. And they'll be able to win behind that defense. And I think they'll commit more to the running, running the ball this year. So that's been my theme. Teams that can control the ball and play good defense. I think Dallas will be able to do that this
0: year. Yeah. I think we'll see more of Tony Pollard this year. Um, you know, just giving Zeke a little bit more of a rest as you know, he's already a workhorse and yeah, look, they got plenty of offensive power. We'll see what CD Lamb brings to the table. You know, wide receiver could be hit or miss sometimes. You never know, but we'll see. They definitely got the weapons and he'll get one-on-one coverage. I, Look, the Giants, I think, are going to take a step forward, like I mentioned to you guys. I think that they're going to be in games where the defense is holding them back, but the offense is keeping them in games or as opposed to Washington. I think their defense can keep them in a couple of games, but their offense isn't. As far as the Eagles go, I was right there with you guys thinking, like, you know what? It could be the Eagles. It could be the Cowboys. But when it, when it just comes to it, the Cowboys definitely have more talent. They've been together now for a while. And Philly could be a mess. They still have injured players, and you never know if Carson Wentz is going to finish out a year. So I'll agree with that. I'll go Cowboys win the NFC East. So let's go to the North now. Damian, what do you think? I still
2: got to stick with Green Bay in the North. I don't see another team being able to overtake them this year, even though I do see Green Bay as my team taking a little bit of a step back. I don't think they're going to get 13-3 and three this year. Those 13 wins seem very – Circumstantial last year for their schedule and how things worked out, but I believe they still had
0: division at 11 and 5. Okay, so you're going with the Packers at 11 and 5 to win the division. They were 13 and 3 last year, not a major step back. That's a great record, and it's a record that I don't agree with. I think the Packers are going to be one of those teams that does take a big step back. I think you talk about friction in the locker room. You talk about not a great offense, even though you got Aaron Rodgers there. They're not putting up a lot of points, and they're going to have to rely on the defense again, who kind of got exposed a little bit um, where they aren't so great against a running game. And the Vikings are an excellent running team. I think that they get it together this year. I think Justin Jefferson actually does have a very good year from LSU. They're going to concentrate more on Irv Smith Jr. with Kyle Rudolph on the other side. And, of course, you get Adam Thielen. You know, they just got Yannick Ngakwe, as we talked about last week. This team is ready to go, and it's been kind of inching along for them And I think that this is finally the year that the Vikings, you know, take the division and move forward a little bit more. So I got the Vikings winning it. Damien's got the Green Bay Packers winning the North. What do you think, Nikki?
1: Um, I think I'm with you on this one, Jay. I think I got to give the edge to Minnesota. It looks like they finally found that run heavy formula that they have needed um they lost quite a bit on defense but this team has a ton of depth and there's got to, there's a lot to be said for that rogers listen i'm by no means counting him out i mean he can make miracles happen but he just doesn't have uh, like there's not a lot of offensive talent And like you said they're gonna have to rely on the defense how many times can aaron rogers put this team on his back i don't know i think he could do it i think maybe they battle it out um I don't think it's a giant step back, but a little bit, but you know, I see Detroit. I'm a little bit high on them. I think if anyone was going to take a step forward in the division, it's them. Uh, But I have Minnesota taking this one.
0: All right. All right. So Nikki and I got Minnesota and uh, look, Damien, you got the team that went to the NFC championship last year. So you really can't bust on that too much, but I just think it's going to be one of those down years and um, hoping that Aaron Rodgers ends up on the 49ers maybe next year or something like that. That's a conversation for another <laughs> time. <laughs> Whoa, bold prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have let it out of the bag too soon over there. That That is a very bold prediction. That that, that could happen. But I, I talked about it on the 49ers forecast, but we got work to do over here, guys. NFC South, Damian, it's your division. We're going to save you for last, my friend. Uh, Nikki, I'll start it off over here. The Falcons, I think, are going to be one of those teams that are always trying to figure it out during the season. So no better than 8-8. Eight and eight. I think the Panthers will be a little bit better than people think. I think they'll be able to move the ball uh, down the field methodically, you know, with Curtis Samuel and D.J. Moore and, of course, of course, Christian McCaffrey. I think that Teddy Bridgewater, as Damian well knows, can get the job done. So I think that the Panthers are going to be all right. Defense is their problem, though. The Bucs are the team that everybody's talking about. And how could you not? Of course, they just get Leonard Fournette. Who else knows who's going to go over there? I mean, they'll probably get Earl Thomas. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Tampa Bay, but they're obviously going to be an excellent team. You got Tom Brady there. Everything seems to be working out. So the Bucks seem like they could be the team to beat, but I'm still going with Damian Saints, man. Look, I like their draft picks too. I like going with a guy who could play center or guard and Cesar Ruiz. I think Zach Bourne is a guy who could have been a first round draft pick and they're a team that's coming back they've been together for a while you know Drew Brees and Sean Payton I mean I can go on forever if Alvin Kamara stays healthy all year and does what he did basically a couple of seasons ago then Damien, I think that your Saints will win this division just by a game over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so before we get to Damien, Nikki do you agree or do you think maybe Tampa takes it
1: no I agree with you I'm Sticking with Damian Saints here. Listen, I just have to give the edge um, to Breeze and Sean Payton. We know their chemistry. We know how they operate in this division. And, I look, I think top to bottom, the Saints, like roster talent-wise, they probably got the best roster. So, um, I'm with you, Jay. I think they win probably by a game. I think Tampa Bay is, is right there. We got to see how, you know, Brady, Bruce Arians kind of mesh there a little bit. Um, I have a bold prediction for Atlanta. I'm going to save that. And for me, I think Carolina a little bit of a step back. I know they have McCaffrey. They got a new head coach, Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater. I think they're a slight,
0: little bit of a rebuild mode here. So I don't see a giant leap for them. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that new head coach, Matt Rule. You know, so it's it's like a whole brand new thing going on over there. And uh, you know, with the Carolina Panthers. So as we spoke about on last show, you know, for teams who haven't been together, it's going to be even tougher for them this season with the way that everything has been going. But, and your Saints managed to stay together for the most part, keep their players, and even add Emmanuel Sanders. So, I don't even know if I have to ask you, are they going 16-0, and 0 or what's the deal? <laughs> nah,
2: they're not going to go 16-0, but I do think they will hit the ground running. While wow, it might take Tampa Bay a few weeks to mm-hmm. get it together. And then because of that, I got New Orleans winning the division. Tampa Bay will be very good. But I got new was in the division. Atlanta's going to be a team trying to figure it out. Like you said, 8 and 8, 7 and 9, somewhere around that mark for them. I agree. With Carolina, their defense is so young, all their draft picks are on defense. So it's going to be a team full of rookies out there playing defense. And that's just not, you know, a winning formula. It's a formula to get better for
0: the future, but not this year for Carolina. Makes a heck of a lot of sense. All right. So we're all on the Saints right there for taking it, what would be a fourth year in a row or something like that, I think, for them. So, yeah, the Saints, obviously, they've if had. Oh. Um, rubbing
2: that in the faces
0: of Atlanta Falcons fans, just yes, we yeah. have one division back. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. go. <laughs> so look, looks like they're most likely going to do it again, but you never know. The Bucks are there, and that's going to be a storyline throughout the entire season. Breeze versus Brady, awesome, can't wait. All right, now we're in my division over here, so uh, I guess I'll go last on this one. And let uh, Nikki kick it off the NFC West. I have a feeling I know where you're going with your fatal attraction to a certain somebody yes. <laughs> on a certain team. So let's yeah, hear it. No, I, I had my de facto uh, secretly
1: fan of Seattle here. go. No, um, I'm i sorry, Jay. I have Seattle taking the division, like I said, on Damien's show. Russell Wilson, he's still got the power run game, the downfield passing game that he had earlier in his career. I think maybe they might be getting a little Legion of Boom-esque. We might be getting there. But listen, San Fran, I think, is still right there. I don't think this is like a a runaway from the the Seahawks by any means. He could probably interchange the two of them. Um at Port Arizona, I feel like any other division, right? They're a strong contender. They just happen to be up against like Goliath there with Seattle and the 49ers and the Rams. I uh, I don't know. They have got a little bit of bright spots, but I just think that if anyone's taking a step back, they are.
0: Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you on the Rams. I don't know if I agree with anything else you said, but I definitely agree with the Rams part <laughs> taking a step back <laughs> Nah, good job, Nikki. Good breakdown. All right, Damien, what do you got? So I do have San Francisco winning the division. A I boy. Think they suffer from the Super Bowl hangovers
2: that most Super Bowl teams that didn't win suffer from. So I think they'll be right back in contention. I got Seattle being a team that will push them and be another playoff team. Like you said, Arizona is a team that I believe in as being a sleeper team that will definitely cause some damage later on in the year when it comes down to playoff matchups. And I do agree on the Rams. It's my team I have taken a major step back. I think they went so hard to try to get that Super Bowl and fell short. And now we're seeing the consequences of that. Darren salary
0: cap hell, it's a team where we're not sure if Jared Goff is that good or if he's good at all. <laughs> we just, yeah, that team's going
2: to step back, man.
0: <now. laughs> yeah, you know, with the Rams, I mean, it it just goes to show you that prior to the Super Bowl that they played against New England before Todd Gurley got hurt, that that was the deal right there. That team revolved around him on offense, where there was so much you know attention paid toward him. You take him out of the lineup. Now you can switch your defense up and do you know you know play normal base or whatever it may be. So that that just proves right there how valuable he was to that team when they were on their little roll over there for a year and a half or whatever it was. So I agree, them taking a step back, Nikki. I do agree with you and Damien with the Cardinals that if it was if it wasn't the NFC West or NFC South, then they would be in a much better position because I do like the team and they scare me a little bit. I'm playing we're playing them week one. Seattle, Russell Wilson, he's just one of those guys. And, again, I love him as a player and a person. But stop playing such damn good football, man. It's driving me crazy. Now they got Jamal Adams over there at safety. And Russell Wilson is just so good. But you know what? So are the 49ers. I don't need to go through all the names because I could take forever on that. I'll save it for the 49er forecast. But the fact is they brought everybody back and they even added you know little additions here and there. I love what they did in the first round with Brandon Ayuk and Javon Kinlaw. Things are meshing well, picking up Trent Williams at left guard when Joe Staley retires. This team is ready to go. And Jarek McKinnon is back. Wide receivers are starting to get healthy. Debo is back. So I th- yeah, I think the 49ers actually repeat their record 13 and three. They'll probably lose the game to Seattle and have a hiccup there here or there. But I think they beat out Seattle for the West right there. So I got the Niners. Damien, you got the Niners, and yes, of course, Nikki, she loves Rosa Wilson. I understand that she went with Seattle over there to close out the division-by-division division process. Now it's time to get into the playoff process, where I had four new teams, personally, in the AFC uh, going in. Brand new, four new teams going in the AFC, and the NFC only have two new teams. And those teams will be the Bucks and the... Who did I miss? Oh, my, oh the Bucs and the Cowboys. Cowboys. Excuse me. Yes, Bucks and Cowboys. So the order I got because of the way I think that the schedule is going to play out and the records. I do have the 49ers as number one seed. It's really not biased. I really went through it tough. So I think 49ers get the one seed, guys. I think the Saints get the two. Vikings get three. I think the Cowboys get four because they win the division. The Bucks will get five. I think that they can win 11 games, maybe even 12. So they'll Saints will kind of screw them out of that spot like the Saints got screwed out of that spot last year. So we'll see. Then I got the Seahawks. Yes, I believe they're going to make the playoffs because Russell Wilson is that good. And they just feed off him and they seem to always pull it out. And my last team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Despite what I said before, yeah. the injuries, if the <laughs> Nikki's like, oh, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I think the Eagles are almost by default, really, the next best team to make it there. And given the fact that, yes, I'm sorry, they're playing the Giants and the Redskins, you know, four times, you know, during the course of the year, that's going to help them out a lot record-wise. So I see the Philadelphia Eagles taking that last spot. So I got Niners, Saints, Vikings, Cowboys, Bucks, Seahawks, and Eagles. Damian, what do you think? So I'm
2: going with Saints to get the number one seed. Uh, San Francisco to get to very close race right there. Going Green Bay 3. I got Dallas at 4. Tampa Bay at 5. Like you said, they'll be good enough to be a division winner, but just in the wrong division to do it. I got
0: Seattle with Russell Wilson leading them to the wild card. And Minnesota getting the last playoff spot. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that big difference there for me and you is that that Green Bay, where I don't even have him in the playoffs and you got him winning the division, and Minnesota, you're saying is going to be right there with him. So I can understand that. All right. All right. We flip flopped at the top. Maybe bias in there for me and you, maybe just a little bit, but either way, forty nine and saints are gonna be on top this year, we both think. Let's see if Nikki agrees.
1: I got Seattle, New Orleans, Dallas, Minnesota, and this is so funny, wild card. Like in the NFC, it's still like 12, 11, 12 wins. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and I'm sorry, if it's, if anyone's getting that last spot, I'm just not counting out Aaron Rodgers. I'm not doing it, so I think Green Bay might just slide in there.
0: Okay, okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. You know what, you said not it. Philly. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> not Philly. Not Philly. I'm not going Cannot stay healthy, but you You're know, right. see if he even gets to week five before he breaks down. <laughs> yeah, he made it all the way to uh, the first playoff game, and then he got smashed in the head, and that was that for him and hurt his ankle, among other things. So I know, I know this guy's made out of very soft tissue, but if he can just harden up somehow and get it together, <laughs> I think so. Oh, all right. All right, we still got time in this segment to close out all our predictions and get to the MVPs and the Super Bowl. So before we get to our Super Bowl, guys, let's do our MVPs. First one is the actual MVP of the league. And Damian, I'd like to hear yours first. So
2: I think that this is the year where Patrick Mahomes takes back his trophy. Mm. I think it's going to be named the Patrick Mahomes MVP trophy one day because it's going to get so many. <laughs> 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 oh, I <think. laughs> yes. So I think that this year he'll get it. He'll throw for over five thousand yards, forty-five touchdowns, probably twelve interceptions. Wow! And lead the Kansas City Chiefs to like a thirteen and three
0: record. So I think Patrick Mahomes takes his trophy back this year. Damn, Nikki, that's hard to argue. He's that great of a player, and he makes that team go, obviously. All eyes on him. Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP. He could do it again, Nikki. What do you think?
3: Yeah, he
1: can do it again. It probably will be him, but
0: I'll tell you who it should be. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one coming. He gets a vote. Give this guy, at least give him one or two votes. I mean, damn, he gets none. Well, I'll tell you what, he deserves a lot more, and he's got another vote from me. I'm oh, Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Wow. I'm picking Russell Wilson to finally win the MVP. And for two reasons. One, the major reason is what he does in the field, obviously. And he does it year in and year out. And he does it for all sixteen games plus the playoffs. It's also gonna be one of those where like Drew Brees, you know, should have won the MVP by now. They want to give it to Russell Wilson. He deserves it. And if he has a year comparable to Pat Mahomes or any other quarterback, you know, for that matter, he's going to win it. And I think Russell Wilson, again, best player on a team who's not going to win the division, but gets that team in there. And, yeah, so I agree with you, Nicky. And I know that blew you for, three for a loop right there. But, yeah, I think that he wins the MVP. So, uh, Nikki and I got Russell Wilson and you got Patrick Mahomes, Damien. All right, let's move to the offense because I want to get this all in. The offensive player of the year, Nikki. you'll be happy to hear that I got Saquon Barkley back healthy. I think the Giants play major offense this year. And because they're going to play major offense this year, he's going to be a major part of it. I think he's going to put up incredible numbers, something like what Christian McCaffrey did last year and even score more touchdowns possibly. We'll see. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to be the offensive player of the year. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, I actually...
1: I, I I did not want to be a homer, but I'm kind of right there with you. I think that he's got a real good shot. Um, so I'm with you there. If not, then you know what? It's probably Christian McCaffrey. Do we see a Dalvin Cook? maybe? But, yeah,
0: Saquon for me too. Look at that. All right, Nikki and I in much agreement. It's scary. Wow, this is – looking. Scary. I know. It's going to go haywire. I, <laughs> yeah. Enough, so I hope we're not jinxing anybody. All right, Damien, what do you think? Offensive player of the year. So, yeah, since you guys are agreeing so much, I have to disagree. <laughs> so,
2: um, I, have to, <laughs> I have to go with Lamar Jackson. I think he has another great year. Mm. Um, and, you know, even though Patrick Mahomes will have better numbers, I think offensive player year. They usually goes different from MVP. And Lamar Jackson is going to throw for over 3,800 yards, run for over 1,100,
0: while getting 35 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Yep, that would be an MVP right there. Uh, That certainly would be an offensive MVP, no doubt. What more can you do, especially a quarterback putting up some of the best rushing numbers in the league? I think he finished 6th or 7th in the league in rushing last year. So I can see that. As far as defensive MVP, Damien, what do you think?
2: So I'm going with a a bold prediction here. I'm going with Tredavious White.
0: Ooh, nice. I think he'll have a... You have a
2: Stephon Gilmore type season for Buffalo, and that defense will be number one. And no excuses for Buffalo—they have the defensive player of the year and they have a Pro Bowl quarterback this year.
0: All right, all right, pretty good one right there. All right, I like it. I like it, Nikki. What do you think? Uh-
1: no, I kind of throw out options. I don't like commitment. I don't like to be held to one prediction. Damn. I don't know. I think we could see like Aaron Donald. Maybe we get a Miles
0: Garrett. I think maybe Nick Bosa's got a real good
1: shot. So
3: One of those three, but
0: I'd probably Aaron Donald. Well, I would love it if Nick Bosa won. That would make me really happy. But I'm actually going back to Seattle for this one, believe it or not. And I'm going with Bobby Wagner. This is a guy who not many people talk about because maybe he's not as braggadocious. He plays up in Seattle. But Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the league, and I think that he's going to make himself even more well-known this year. He's really an underrated player in more of the public size. The guys who really know football know that this dude is for real. So I think that he's going to be a big part with Jamal Adams helping him out right behind him at safety, freeing him up to do a little bit more. All right, so that's kind of a little bit of a bold prediction right there. Let's get to comeback player of the year. I'm going to do mine really fast. I mentioned it already in one of our previous shows it was one of my bold predictions, actually, that Philip Rivers is going to be the comeback player of the year and lead the Colts to a division win, uh, even like I mentioned earlier in the show. So, Nikki, I'm keeping mine short. Nikki, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I'll keep mine short and sweet because it ties into my bold prediction. I have Cam
0: Newton. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. That, would t- that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about that. Good call. Very good call. All right, Damien, you agree with her? What do you think? I have Cam Newton as my fancy quarterback, so I would love that prediction comes Right. Out. <laughs> but, That's um, right. You do. <laughs> yeah, for my comeback player of the year, I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's going to have a great year for Pittsburgh and lead him to the playoffs. All right. All, all going quarterbacks. Now I know Yep. <laughs> it'll probably be It'll probably be one of those three. That's pretty interesting. All right. Coach of the year. Damian, what'd you got? coach of the year this year i'm going with sean payton
2: i think he'll this will be the last year with drew Brees. they'll show some brilliance on the offensive side get a top seed in nfc and they'll be sean
0: payton your coach of the year all right well you know he deserves it uh, almost every single year with what he does he's kind of like mike tomlin on the other side but different mindsets one's offensive one's defensive i can see it nikki what do you think um, I actually went Mike McCarthy. I think mm. that he's going to have a real
1: good first year with the Cowboys. I think we're looking at, you know, they're, I don't want to say Super Bowl contender, but I think if they put it all together, they might be. So I agree, Sean Payton definitely can, but uh,
0: don't count Mike McCarthy out. That's a very interesting pick, is, you know, if he brings him to the, you know, even playoffs and wins around, you know, then he may be coach of the year. That's a very interesting one. Mine is Vic Fangio for the Broncos. You know we have all been high on him on on that team, and he's the head coach of that team. So if they turn it around and make it to the playoffs, win ten games, yeah, I think that he can do it. All right, let's get to no our. Pick. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? No, I like that. Pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we all like Denver. You know, so I was I, I was thinking, I'm like Vic Fangio. He deserves the credit. I really believe that. All right, um, we're gonna get to our Super Bowl pick in our next segment. But let's name our rookie of the year real quick. Offensive and defensive mine. By default, it's going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire, because there's no Damian Williams out there. So Clyde Edwards helaire <laughs> for the Chiefs, I think. And for the Ravens, he's gonna fit right in. Patrick Queen at linebacker. I think he's gonna fit right in with that team, play linebacker behind that great defensive line and do his thing and get a whole bunch of tackles this year. So I got Clyde Edwards helaire and Patrick uh Queen. Who do you got, Dave? So, offense rookie of the year,
3: I got to go with Joe Burrow after my bold prediction last week of mm. having I mean, a two to one TD oh, to yeah. interception ratio. <laughs> and for defense rookie
0: of the year, I do believe in Nikki's bold prediction about Chase Young of okay, him breaking the rookie sack record. Nice. He that. He'll definitely win defense rookie of the year. Nice, nice. All right, all right. Close this out, Nikki. Who's yours?
1: Yep, same. I got h and chase
0: young for defensive rookie of the year all right all right so mix it up a little bit look yeah clyde edwards hilaire man look he can do a lot of damage on that team no doubt we saw what damian williams did last year so we'll see (laughs) i.o third and three coming back with a super bowl prediction knowledge with nikki and a hell of a lot more so don't move we'll be back in 30 seconds Yo, Vanilla, kick it one time, boy. Boy. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it.
3: Ice,
2: ice, baby. Woo! Ice, ice, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate
0: and
1: listen. listen. Ice sit back with my friend.
0: Again, we are playing songs here on Third and Three Podcast from the year we were born. And Damien... Pick this bad boy out, this old classic one-hit wonder, man. Wow. How about it? Yeah, I'm that classic
2: song. Definitely my favorite song from
0: 1990. So many great hits that year. But you think about 1990, just the 90s in general. got Ice, Ice, Unbelievable. Right predictions. We got to have ice in our veins. Woo! Oh, look at that. Seriously. <laughs> Wonder why he's on the show. There you go. That's the reason why. We love him, and he knows what the hell he's talking about. Unbelievable. I love it. Yes, it is prediction time. We just went over basically everything, all our playoff teams, our division winners. It is time to pick our Super Bowl teams. I am ready to go. You guys ready to go? This is where it's all on the line here. This is where it's all on the line. Let's see if we're going to go astray. Let's see if there will be some sneaky ones or if we're going to go by the book. All right, Damian. Let's be the brave one over here. Tell us what you got. So I'm going with the New Orleans Saints defeating the Baltimore Ravens, 30 to 28 in the Super Bowl. Drew Brees goes out in very John Elway-esque fashion in his last game, winning the Super Bowl, going out on the high horse, and the Saints win one more for the city of New Orleans. Man, that would be great. And then, yep. Drew Brees riding out into the sunset over to NBC or CBS or wherever the hell he got signed. Yep, that would mean retirement, go out on top like Elway and some others, man. All right, over the Baltimore Ravens, who, as we all know, is a hell of a freaking team right there. Tough, tough team, but so is New Orleans. All right, so a little bit of offense over the defense in the Super Bowl, but look, they both got offense and they both got defense, so I can see it happening. All right, Nikki. What do you think? Super Bowl time.
1: Super Bowl time. I actually have the same exact one as Damien. Wow. The Saints. Over the Ravens, I don't have the score or anything like that. I don't get no <laughs> too crazy now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I have said, this whole summer since we started the show, I think that this team just rallies around Drew Brees. I think they have this energy. This last year. I think it's an unstoppable force. But they are going to meet that uh, Ravens defense. And if that actually it comes true is you not know, married to a Ravens fan, so
3: I'll be
1: moving
0: out of the house. <laughs> but I do think the Saints over the Ravens. Wow! So same exact Super Bowl you guys got. All right, I definitely did not see that coming. That that's a sneaky one right there, boy. Oh boy! So Baltimore Ravens are getting a lot of love right now, and I am not shocked at all because I also have the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl again. Look. They just got to get off the playoff play, playoff hump, excuse me. You know, They win one game, you win another game, you're in there, especially if they're the number one seed. So I think they finally do it and come together this year and get to the Super Bowl. Who are they going to be playing? I don't think it's going to be the Saints. I don't think it's going to be the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be the MVP with Russell Wilson. I think the 49ers go back. I truly do, and I know it sounds biased. No, I, I do. I know it sounds biased. I, I really do, but... I can't see a team in the NFC other than the Saints, who are as well-rounded as the 49ers. And Damian, again, I don't mean to start an argument over here, but the Niners are better than the Saints. They just are. Their defense is (laughs) stacked. Oh, I love it. Come on. Great to be. (laughs) Their defense is stacked, bro. Their defense is stacked. I'm going to admit that you guys have a better offense and you you have more skilled players And obviously, great offensive mind, but we're not that far off. I know that we can't throw the ball down the field, but you know what? Neither can Drew Brees anymore, really. I mean, he's not going to complete more than a ball that goes 40 yards in the air anymore. It just really doesn't happen. He's still great, and I'm not knocking him, but Alvin Kamara is a big part of this thing, and I'm worried about him and his health, all right? Mike Thomas finally got somebody with Emmanuel Sanders, but the 49ers' defense is ferocious and defense to me always wins I know we had a crazy game last year 48 46 and it could have gone either way because it was a huge third down play but when you got George Kittle and that offensive mind and that creativeness in the running game you know when you can run especially as well as the 49ers and play that defense I just think when it comes down to it overall they are the best team in the NFC go ahead and make a rebuttal definitely
2: have the right to say that now because you guys are the NFC champions, defend, defending the NFC champions, and you guys did beat us in that crazy game last year. You know, they came down to George Kittle Dragon, our I guys on the field to get a field goal ranked. So you definitely have the right to say that. But I do believe the Saints will change that this year. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't trust this guy. You can't trust him. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, you can, trust, you can trust Drew Brees, though. You can trust Drew Brees. You can trust John Payton. But the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, I can't trust them to do more than give me
0: a modeling ad. I'm not going <laughs> to do More than that in a
2: real game. So because of that, I have the
0: 49ers falling short. Okay. that Look, that's a fair enough statement. Nikki, you got the Saints too, so I'd like to hear why you have them over the Niners or anybody else for yeah, that matter. No, kind of, Well, yeah, no
1: talked a little bit a little bit about it on your show right commercial break like just is Jimmy G the guy can you trust him can he lead you there and you know if I'm picking between Jimmy G and and the 49ers have a great team but listen a lot of it comes down to the quarterback and I just
0: gotta go Drew Brees I totally understand that guys the quarterback obviously is the most important position on the field There's no know that about it as Pat Mahomes was the MVP of the Super Bowl last year Best quarterback in the league, known by many except for me and Nikki, who know that Russell Wilson is. But all right, so I, t- I look, I totally see your point, and it makes a hell of a lot of sense. It does because Jimmy G, I'm not thrilled with. I'm not, but we've seen quarterbacks like him able to take them to the Super Bowl. Look, they were winning twenty to ten, and he was doing a decent job. So he can hopefully only improve. But if there's anything to say against them, it's that, and that's a big question mark. Because it's the quarterback. So I understand that. But I also see that, yeah, Drew Brees is more reliable. But I just question how much they can do on offense, even with that creativity, because he can't throw the ball down the field as much. So they'll be creative in other ways. I know they will. But all right. Look, those are those are our points right there. You know, I think the defense and the run game for me. And for you, it's like, yeah, we can trust this quarterback, no doubt. And I totally, totally contend to you guys. Drew Brees over Jimmy Garoppolo any day of the week, it doesn't matter. So I I can understand it. I understand it. So to recap, Nikki and Damian got Baltimore in the Super Bowl against the New Orleans Saints. I got Baltimore in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. It sounds like a lot of bias. It only really would be if Nikki picked the Giants. That'd be terrible. But (laughs) but But those are our Super Bowl picks. It's look, it's official. And honestly, I tried to go out of the norm a little bit. I'm thinking Bills, but I'm like, can I trust Josh Allen? So that's a big thing. But I'll just say this one other thing. Look, we played Aaron Rodgers last year in the NFC Championship, and he's nowhere as good as and Jimmy G is nowhere as good as him. And we ran the ball down their throat. So, again, it does depend on who you're playing sometimes. I get it, matchups. But, all right. All right. I definitely concede Drew Brees over Jimmy G. Let's move it on. That was fun. That was fun right there. All right. So, Baltimore, you're in the Super Bowl, according to the 3rd and 3 podcast. All three of us said it. You get it? All right. Here we go. Mount player, player. <laughs> Athletes that would make good TV reality stars. This is fun. This is interesting. I can't wait to hear where my teammates go with this one. So let's get this bad boy going again. Now play a play on the third and three podcast. Athletes that would make a good reality TV star or even a series. I am ready to go. Nikki, this is your wheelhouse, girl. What do you got? What's the first one? Yeah.
1: You for that. I appreciate it. Dean and I had a nice conversation on his podcast about of Deck, Jersey Shore, reality TV. So I'm very happy with this uh, theme for the week. My number one Who cares about keeping up with the Kardashians? You know who we want to keep up with? The Mannings. And don't tell me <laughs> that
3: you don't, okay? <laughs>
1: How have we not had this show yet? Like America loves Peyton Manning. Right. And, everybody does love eli they're great on snl together with their little skits cooper is just as funny and you got archie and olivia everybody's family like i would just love to see them sit down at like a family dinner and i just want to hear what goes on i just want to hear the behind the scenes talk i think this would make an amazing weekly show especially During football season, I would love to hear them have, like, sit on a couch and watch the game together and just hear what comes out of their mouths. Like, we don't need the Kardashians.
0: We need the Manning. (laughs) I think that's great because I remember the commercial that came out, like, 15 years ago where they're walking around ESPN halls and Peyton kicks them in the butt and they're pushing each other back and forth and stuff. I I would would love to see a Manning reality show and what goes on. That would be absolutely awesome. I I agree, because you're right. America loves Peyton Manning, it's true. And half of them love Eli.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely think that would be a great idea for a show. You get to cover Eli and his transition and retirement, cover Peyton and all the things that he does in retirement as far as all his business deals, all his endorsements. You get to see Cooper and his creative mind,
0: the stuff he does on Fox is hilarious. So I definitely think that would be a, a very good show. I think I should call it Hall of Famers and not Hall of Famers. I think that should oh, call it. whoa, oh, bam. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got, oh, man, there have been yeah. shots thrown That's today. Fired. Damn. Oh, my goodness, that was good. That was good. But, no, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think that would be awesome. Pete Manning is meant for reality TV, I think, you know, after his – Uh, football career. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, that's good. All right, Damian, what do you think? What's your first one? So my first one is
2: LeBron James. I think that covering him would be awesome weekly and getting all access because he says so much stuff going on. So especially right now in the bubble, if you had all access to what's going on in the bubble with the NBA boycott and people not really taking a liking to the way LeBron James approached things, you could get to see it from his perspective as well. And you also get to cover him with his son. His son is somebody who is a very highly touted high school basketball player who wants to be in the pros one day. You get to see that journey. Um, you get to see how being a LeBron James's son affects the other kids as well. Savannah, the wife, how does she handle being the wife of LeBron James and being somebody that's been there since day one. Just everything that goes into it. his school. How does he run his school while also being a basketball player? All the things that he's so much mm-hmm. love that goes into
0: – LeBron James incorporated that you'll get to see in a reality TV show that was all access. I think it'll be very, very interesting. I'm with you all the way. First you know, I'm a LeBron James fan to begin with, number one. And number two, all the things that you mentioned, he does so much. And I think that so much of it would be, um, I'm not, what's the right word? You know, charitable or whatever, the things that he does. And to see that on TV, I think would be very inspirational in itself. So I'm all about it, Nikki.
1: Yeah, no, like when does the show start? I mean, that
0: description was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that really was. That was good.
1: Him to be I guess for some reason he's a polarizing figure, I mean, I guess people are going off this whole oh, I'll take my town to South Beach like if that's still your your grave with him, please get on with it, but I think a behind the scenes look at his life, the bubble, yeah, how does his wife handle all this that's a story I would be interested in um I think
0: that would be amazing yeah hell yeah i'm I'm all about that one definitely lebron Lebron Payton, I mean, come on, who wouldn't watch those two guys. One that maybe we may not be as excited to watch himself, but the dynamic around it I think is fantastic. You've heard of Kate plus eight. Well, how about Philip Rivers plus eight with a ninth on the way? I think... (laughs) (laughs) Let's just watch their family in their house. How many kids they got? I don't know what they do with them in the morning. Do they line them up? Here's your bowl of breakfast. Line up. Here's your bowl of breakfast. I don't know how they do this, especially when he's out playing games. How I don't know his wife's name, excuse me, but how she's dealing with eight kids and another and seriously, a ninth on the way. I don't know how they're doing all this stuff, but I would love to just see that household and the freaking mess it must be. I don't care how many maids they got. You got eight kids you're screwed they're, they're they're just gonna break stuff and it would be awesome to see him running around and him not cursing at his kids him just saying oh doggone it there junior break back ricky the i would love to see him just do all that because he doesn't curse so i think that would be just really funny just to watch set it up in the living room and let him go so i'll go with that one to start off what's uh nikki what's your next one
1: Rivers, yeah, what do they do in the morning? Just like, is it like military style, like get up, soldier? Yeah, (laughs) they
3: go out and practice drills. Like, I, yeah, this I gotta see. But, um,
0: my second one, all right, do you guys watch Food Network? Oh, you and your freaking reality shows. I can't, no, (laughs) all right, all
1: right. So, for anybody out there who does watch, Network. Like, I like to watch Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay or the, the Baking Championship, especially the kids. So, I would love to see J.J. Watt host a cooking competition show.
3: Oh! I
1: feel like, yeah, because you know Jesse Palmer hosts, like, uh, you know, the holiday bake-off and all that. So... I think something maybe with his brothers. I know they do the Subway commercial. That's pretty funny. But um, I think it would be highly entertaining. I love to see him host like a Chopped or a Kids Baking Championship. So J.J. Watt on the Food Network, I think is a good fit.
0: Hey, I, I'm, I'm cool with it, Dammy. I like J.J. Watt, and you obviously add his brothers into it. And, uh, hey, I'm all right. Yeah, you're right. And they already did the Subway thing, so I'd be entertained by it. I'd flip the switch. That's definitely a good idea. They already have a show
2: on Fox. They have the um the game where they're playing like Ultimate Tag, and
0: that's right, it. right. They yeah, have and it's Food a network. The tag. What do they a, What is it? So it's literally like Ultimate Tag, like when you were a kid, you played it. And yeah, people. Like it's, but it's with these extreme athletes chasing
2: people, like regular people who are good athletes. So you'll get like a person who's an accountant, but on the side does CrossFit. Right. And then these people who are like hardcore champions are chasing these people around
3: obstacles to tag them. My fiance didn't like the show at all. But it's definitely interesting, and they
0: are a good host. So I think him and his brothers could do a good job on a cooking show as well. yeah that's cool. That's cool. I could see it. I could see it. Putting athletes on TV doing something different is usually fun at any time. All right, D, what's the next one? so, my next one, I'm staying on the banana boat. Ah. Reference there. So, I'm going with
2: Dwayne Wade um, for my next option. So, when you think about Dwayne Wade, now he's retired. So, you get to see his transition into retirement. He works with TNT. I've always been interested in that as well. The guys work for the big networks. What goes on behind the scenes there. He also has a very interesting story with he has a child who was born a boy who is now transitioning to a girl, which is something that I think America needs to see, to understand more, to be able to see both the perspective of the kid who's in transition and also the parents who are dealing with this, right? Hmm. The siblings who are dealing with this. You have a sibling, older sibling who's trying to be a basketball player like Dwayne, going through his time right now, who plays on, alongside of LeBron James' son. Um, you also have, not to mention, a superstar actress in Gabrielle Union as the wife, right? who's now a mother of her own, alongside being a stepmom, she's a mother. You also have this, the mother of the first two kids, who's also, you know, got to be in the picture as well. It's a very interesting story, and I think it'll make a great show.
0: Oh, I totally agree, and I know ESPN is doing something with, um, with his. I'm not sure how they're encompassing it, whether it's his regular life or NBA. They're doing a little something, but yeah, I would love to see some sort of series about that because his life is extremely interesting from childhood till now. There's no doubt. So I'm in, Nikki. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. I mean, D, you're so good at these descriptions. It's like reading. You know, you hit guide on TV,
3: and (laughs) (laughs) maybe you could do that. I was like, oh, secret talent, but no. Yeah, right. like you said, I think that that's the
1: story that probably a lot of people will relate. Some people don't have a voice for that. And I think that that would help them to see, you know, his child transitioning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think that would really, really help. That That's a key thing right there. Very good job. Very good job, Dean. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, let's see. I mean, I have a bunch, but one I would, I mean, there's a lot I'd like to see, but, I'm going to do Floyd Money Mayweather, man. I want to see him and what he just does in his daily lifestyle, how many clubs he's hitting, what he's doing during the day, because this guy's got cash all over the place. He's retired. He doesn't have to do anything anymore. So what does he do now in his daily life that he's not boxing anymore? Uh, You know, is he sparring even or whatever? But he's a guy who is entertaining, and I like to watch a lot of people do that. You know he's a defensive boxer, but – He's got a mouth on him. He can talk and he can talk up a big game. So him with his boys, you know, just rolling around and doing whatever they do, I think would just be hysterical if like, you know, you just have, you know, like hidden camera sort of style. Let them say whatever the hell they want, you know, put it on HBO if you have to and let them just go crazy and do whatever the hell they want to do and see, you know, see how much fun they're having. So when you have all that money and you're retired you can get bored real quick. So there could be a lot of interesting things going on. So I wouldn't mind seeing Floyd Money Mayweather uh, doing a little documentary or some sort of series like that, what he does outside of boxing Damien. Yeah,
2: no, that's a very good choice uh, with Floyd. The reason that 24 uh, seven boxing documentary series became popular because of people following Floyd and seeing what he did during training. So imagine what he's doing when he's not training all the time. And now you get to see what he's doing as far as business, right? Because of- His business side is almost just as good as his boxing side when you talk about his acumen. Great point. And also with him, you get to see him being a promoter. He has boxers who are under his wing now, like a Javante Davis, young stars who are coming up. So how does he get
0: them into the same position he's in now? I think it'll be a very interesting reality show. Hmm. I think you explained it even better than I did. That's awesome right there. You're making it sound better. (laughs) Good stuff. I like it. I like it. All right, so we both got, uh, we all got two in so far. Um, all right, let's do a wrap around snake style. I'm going to have to go with the Gronkowskis, you know, Rob Gronkowski and his family. I know that they already got like their little thing going on, but they're maniacs, you know, just like, you know, what do you call it, pile driving them, each other into like the ground at a club. I mean, they're all nuts. And of course, Gronkowski is just entertaining in himself. And he's like this big lug. I'm not calling him an idiot, you know, idiot savant, where he's like this amazing football player. And then he's on the mic and he just says whatever he wants, you know, and like nothing. It doesn't bother him. I know he's back playing football and that can add into like the interest of it of him just going wherever Brady goes. So I think that whole family aspect would just be really funny. So I picked that one as well, guys. I think Nikki would enjoy it.
1: I would. I feel like you would just be watching a bunch of frat boys, right?
0: Basically, basically. Like, and stuff,
1: like smashing beer kids on their head. But uh, yeah, no, I'd watch that. Another one that I think is interesting, um, because what does America love more
3: than a delusional train wreck? No one and nothing, right? <laughs> Would love to see Tanya Harding on like a Bachelorette style dating TV show. Oh wow! To
1: see Tanya Harding try to date like twenty-five guys in six weeks—the complete absolute disaster of a
3: train wreck—it would be. I I mean, I just I want to see it. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I love it. No, that's a good one I definitely will watch because like you said we all love to watch the
0: train wreck and that would definitely be a train wreck to see oh my gosh that's great I love it Nikki you are the reality star there is no doubt <laughs> alright D you got another one
2: yeah so I'm gonna stay with that same theme of the dating shows the bachelor type shows I'm gonna go with your guy Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> <laughs> we all know that he's a handsome guy um and we don't really know much about his personality so i think that this would be a good show to show that off we can see Hmm. a little more of that um he's somebody who playing like the fact that we know he's rich is going to add into it as well right so now you have to kind of sniff out the girls who are just there because he's handsome the ones who are just there because he's rich and then you have to find that one chick who's there because he really likes jimmy garoppolo (laughs) I think it'd be very interesting to try to navigate that, and I think he'll be good at it. And you know, take a little shot here; he might be a better
0: bachelor than he is a quarterback. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy, man! Oh, oh man! It is on. Oh. The gloves are off. Shout out Jimmy G, shout out Eli. <laughs> I don't know. You need a Snickers, D? Are you that hungry? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's what I want to see. I want to see Charles Barkley basically doing a reality show, like an obstacle course. I want to try to see him go through an obstacle course of some sort. Like, let it be like part mini golf or something like that, part eating a pie, you know, part playing a kid, like a 10-year-old kid in basketball one-on-one, whoever scores first wins. I would love to see him go through some sort of ridiculous obstacle course and hope that he can, you know, still breathe afterwards. I just think that would be so funny because his gut is bigger then I think the dome on top of the freaking Washington Monument over there, whatever it is, but even House. Yeah. I mean, I would just love to see him doing that sort of action through an obstacle course and probably just falling in the water on the first drop. So I would be so entertained by that. That's a good one. Like John
3: Barkley is hilarious. Whenever they do the little race to the board, on TNT. Yeah, yeah. He always he always loses and he could tell he just can't run anymore.
2: <laughs> It'd just be hilarious. I think and then right after they show him like failing at one of these obstacles, they show one of his old house lights and just be like, I love it. <laughs>
0: That's great. All right, guys. I know that you got uh, one more reach, I believe, right? So let's uh, make sure we get we got time. Let's get them in before the break, and then we do knowledge with Nikki and some fantasy action, along with maybe some bold predictions as well if we have time. So, all right, Nikki, what else you got? All
1: right. So give me some Elena Deladon on Real Housewives of New Jersey,
0: please. Oh. One
1: tough and so are these Jersey girls. They don't put up with anything. Neither will she. I want to see behind the scenes of her life and her happy life with her wife. I think it's high time we see this on real house so I just get a little diversity in there um so yep that's I would watch that all day any day and I think she'd fit
0: perfectly with this cast you know what that's a great one and another person I can see fitting in right there is Serena Williams you know I mean you can of course add her sister into it but you know with her being pregnant and playing in playing tennis while she's five six months pregnant and stuff like that that's another one and now she has the kid and how she's coming back to tennis yeah that I like that I like that, that that dynamic right there I do I do. Dee, what do you So, yeah, so for my number four
2: on the Mount Player Player for a reality TV show, I had an idea of having different players play different sports. So, for example, the NFL players will go play basketball. You have baseball players play tennis and basketball players play football. And some of it would be funny. You'll have some players who only are good at that sport, right? So you'll see a guy who is excellent at football, go play basketball and just can't get a layup. You know, it makes some of us feel better.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we see, you know, a star linebacker just not hit, be able to hit a jump shot, it's like, oh, I actually can beat this guy at basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but then, of course, you have some guys who are great at everything, like Odell Beckham Jr.,
2: for example. I've seen him play basketball and go and do 360 dunks and windmills and all this stuff. So you have some guys who are like really, you're a pro bowl wide receiver and also excellent at basketball. Right. And we have something? Can we have a little bit of something? <laughs> I think it would be very funny to see him playing different sports, even like sports that are kind of like not on the mainstream thought process. Like you can see him playing badminton. Oh, yeah. You can see him doing water polo, you know, stuff like water that. Like I would,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I want to see him doing everything. Yeah, I want to see him doing everything and see how far their talent
0: goes or does not go. I think it would be very interesting. Well, you see, I, I totally agree. And the perfect example to me, Nicky, is, is when – You know, at at the beginning of COVID, there was nothing going on and we needed entertainment. And you had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning out there playing golf. I never watched golf, ever watch golf, but I watched because they were on it. They were on it with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. So I think that's an excellent point, Damien, where it'll definitely draw our eyes to see what players can do in other sports. So I love that. I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, that is reality TV gold just waiting. That's just waiting to be picked up. Like, yep, that's a ratings hit right there. It mm-hmm. reminds me of um we played the powder puff game. Like so the cheerleaders would be the football players and the football players are the cheerleaders and we like prepped for like a couple weeks and sold tickets to the game and I mean it was a
3: hot mess, but <laughs> everybody really came to see it because it was just it was a train wreck. So um <laughs> but we're amateurs. <laughs> like, really that
0: would be awesome uh no doubt i am with that all the way that would be great even like you said like little games even like ping pong or something like that it would just be a lot of fun that'd be a lot of fun that's great all right all right that is our football wrap-up right there we gave you a whole bunch of action we did not play a player just now with athletes that would make great reality tv stars you guys were out a whole bunch of good ones and explained them much better than i did so well done, right there. That was a lot of fun. And we're ready to have some more fun right now as it is time for Knowledge with Nikki.
2: This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around right. Right. on time. time. It's it's place. Here, Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on
0: time is tricky. That's right. You know, when you hear that song, it is knowledge with Nikki time. That's it. That's a song right there. That's how we bring it in. This is when Nikki gets the chance to take her shots back at Damien and I with whether it's sports trivia, movie trivia, who knows what she's going to throw at us. Statistics, you know, who was who played in 1902? Who knows what's going to happen right now? But Damien and I, we got our game faces on. We're ready to do this thing. We never cheat ever ever cheat as you could tell by one of my last answers Meryl Streep last week having what like 21 nominations I said eight so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about but we're gonna give it a shot over here let's see what Nikki's got up her tricky sleeve what is your theme this week 1984 we are gonna do some 1980s football trivia oh oh 1980s
1: football trivia
0: general sports question in there for you guys okay okay I'm all about it right now all right D you ready for this this is uh prior to your birth but uh, I know you got the knowledge <laughs> He's got it. he's the coach for a reason that's exactly right you're damn right all right so let's hit this bad boy off let's get the music going. Do you you start this week? It is, yes, it is my turn. All right, let me get my paper and pen over here. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Who are the two members of the 1985 Cleveland Browns that each had 1,000 yards rushing?
0: All right, so the 1985 Browns. I mean, Ernest Beiner. That's one. Um. Oh boy. Um, come on, Jay. I can't get his name, Nick. I can't think of the second one. Okay. Do you want to
2: steal? I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Ah, good call. Damn. Good call. It would have taken me a while to get that. (laughs) Oh man. Ah, it would have taken me a while to get it. So good question. Very good question, Nikki. 1986, led the league in receptions. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Steve Largent. No. Mm. Do you want to try First Steel? Uh, I'm going to
1: go with Art Monk. No, it was actually... Todd
0: Christensen, tight end
2: for the Raiders.
0: He had 95 receptions. Wow. That's a good, that's a good name right there. I yep. One in a while. Yep. Yeah, good one. All right. Good questions, Nikki. I'm not mad at the questions. I'm mad at myself. Good one. <laughs>
1: All right, Jay. Uh, uh, what team made the only mid season coaching change in
0: 1988? The only team. Football. Football team. Okay, so the only team in 1988 to have a midseason coaching change. Let me just see if I can remember the significance. Was it the Vikings? It was not. Damn.
1: Would you like to try to steal? Uh,
2: was it the Cowboys?
1: No, it was the Lions. They were two and nine under Darrell Rogers, and they replaced him with Wayne Fontes.
0: Yep. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne Fontes. Yep, yep. That's right. Oh I'm man. Saying, that's, that's on me. If there's any team that's gonna have a coaching change any year, it's the Lions.
2: Yeah.
0: That's. Alright,
1: Jay. Now time for your just random sports question of the '80s. Okay. What? What position did Cal Ripken Jr. start at? For the first time since nineteen eighty two in a July nineteen
0: ninety six game. Third base. Yes. Okay. That's very nice. Alright. So you end the day with one and a half points. One and a half. Unless I steal from my friend over here. Right. <laughs> <But you laughs> Alright. Good luck, Damien. Oh, I'm so nervous after I, I took that shot at Eli today.
1: Rookie
0: won the rushing title in 1981. Mm, good Is question. Roger Gray. Right? No. 1981. Um Eric Dickerson.
1: No, it was the Saints rookie running back, George Rogers. Mmm. One thousand six hundred and seventy-four rushing yards that year.
2: All right. He right. the record for the Saints.
3: All
1: right, D. Let's go to nineteen eighty-three. Please tell me who led the league in passing touchdowns, yards, and interceptions that year.
2: Well. So is it all one person. <laughs> it's
1: all one person. Yes. Nineteen
2: eighty-three.
0: Passing yards, TDs, and interceptions? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good
1: question. Great. Mm. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Dan Fouts. No.
0: Jay, you want to try for a steal? Yeah, I'm just going to go with the first guy who popped in my mind. Is Joe Theismann? Oh, the little dicky! He passed
1: for four thousand four hundred fifty-eight yards, thirty-two TDs, and twenty-nine
3: interceptions. Damn!
0: Well, nice season. Lie to you. Any quarterback in Green Bay outside of Art Star, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and now Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go. All right. In
1: nineteen eighty, in the nineteen eighty-eight playoffs. What two teams played the closest game, resulting in a score of 24 to 23? Ooh,
2: the 1988 playoffs.
3: Mm.
2: I know that's a year that's familiar mm. to Jay.
3: Oh. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, closest playoff game that year, was it the
2: Browns and the Colts?
1: I will give
0: you half a point because you did get the Browns.
1: Oh. Uh, Jay, you know who else it
0: was? Um, just, it, I mean, I think it was the Broncos.
1: It was the Houston Oilers.
0: Ah, oh, son of a gun. <gasps> All right, it wouldn't be the Broncos. What's the matter with me? Ah, good question, though. Shoot. All right, All right D. D this this got you got half there.
1: I did it specially for you. Who was Mike Tyson's manager in the late 1980s? custom model. No, oh, Bill
2: Keaton. Oh, you said manager, not trainer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: <okay. laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Oh, let you steal. It's okay. It's all right. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. All right. All right. Well, we finished the day.
1: Jay, one and a half. Damien, half a point. You take a shot at Eli one more time. It's gonna get even harder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, not bad. Right, go to the '90s I next week. You have the, the reference points to even think it through. I don't, I don't think I would. So guys <laughs> impress me every week. Hey, we we do our best. We ask some really tough questions, and like we say, that's the way we want it. That's the way we want. it. We want the tough questions. We don't want those layups. That's all. That's all. But all right, another another good job. 1983 quarterback, Dan Dickey, over there. Oh, man, we're going to get into a little fantasy football action, actually, right now. So we want to bring up our teams over here, make sure we got them ready on the third and three podcast, as we just did. Knowledge with Nikki, that will never go anywhere. That is tricky Nikki G doing her thing, kicking mine and Damien's butt over there on the radio. But uh, you know what? We love it. It's all good. It's all good. We have a great, great time. One of my favorite segments, if not, again, my favorite. And uh, we're going to do bold predictions in in a couple of minutes over here. But first, we want to get to our fantasy teams. We had our draft last week, and we wanted to bring it out to you guys and see who you think has the best teams. So we're going to kind of roll through it real quick. Who's got the best quarterbacks? Who's got the best running backs? Wide receivers? So let's try to run through this bad boy real quick. I'll start it off. Um, In the eighth round, I took... Aaron Rodgers, because he was there, and I know that they're not going to have the greatest year, but I know that he's not going to mess me up and throw a bunch of interceptions. So that's why I took Rodgers. And Damien, you took Cam Newton as your starter, right?
2: Yes, so I did a big risk-reward pick. You know, if And that's the thing with quarterbacks. So if Cam Newton doesn't work out, there'll be another quarterback there I can take who
0: can fill in that production. But if he does work out, Is a huge reward for me. Yeah. Like you said, big risk reward, no doubt. Nikki, who's your starter? Matt Stafford. Oh, that's right. You baby. Again, you know,
1: Chris, and I usually don't take a backup quarterback, but with this league, I did, and I took your boy, Jay Rivers. You're riding high on him, so you know what? He was there. I've had him in fantasy before, so if Matt
0: Stafford doesn't deliver, I do think that Rivers will. Yeah, that might not be a bad move. That might not be a bad move at all. All right, we'll see. Look, if Stafford stays healthy, I believe that he will deliver. We'll see. He needs some wide receiver help. Uh, You know, you got Marvin Jones and obviously Kenny Galladay, but, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more. We'll see if T.J. Hawkinson can do his thing. Wide receivers, guys, because my my first overall pick, let's go there for a minute, my first overall pick, We have a 12-team league, obviously, so I had the 11th pick, and I needed to go running back first with the guy I know who's going to get the ball. So I went with Josh Jacobs. So I got Josh Jacobs at 11 for the Las Vegas Raiders, and that allowed me to come back because I picked at 11. So a few picks later, DeAndre Hopkins was there. And I'm like, bam, that's gold right there. So I had to wait a while to get to my next picks, but that's where I went first was Josh Jacobs and then DeAndre Hopkins. What were your first two or three picks, Dan?
2: So, yeah, for my first few picks, I went wide receiver heavy. I think I had the ninth pick, if I remember correctly. So, a lot of the running backs I wanted were taken. So, I went with Kent, guard Mike, and I got Julio Jones right Ooh, after
0: that. Tough. So, yeah, I feel like my wide receiver core is really, really good. Yeah, that's pretty tough right there. That's good. So, Nikki, what about you? Who were your first two, and what what pick did you have? I
1: don't What pick did I have? Three. I don't remember who I took,
0: but here's my point <laughs> Up, so. Okay, not bad, not bad. My receivers are like I said. I got Hopkins. Then Mike Evans was still sitting there. I picked him up um, right after I picked up Leonard Fournette, who you know we talked about already. He's on the Bucks now, so I'm happy with that. So I also so I got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, and even guys like McCall Hardman, John Brown. I can throw in there your boy now, who was my boy last year, Emmanuel Sanders. So I got him. I even got Golden Tate. So I'm liking my wide receiver core. The top three I got really are Robert Woods, Mike Evans, and Hopkins. Um, I got Hooper at tight end. You know, I got this love affair with him. And Damien, you, you said you got Julio Jones. You got Mike Thomas. And who's your third receiver? Uh, my third receiver was Adam Thielen. Oh, okay. That's very good. That's a very good one right there. And what about your running backs? So for my running backs, Trying
2: to remember now, uh, I didn't get to get the running backs I wanted. Uh, so that's why I went so wide receiver heavy, because I knew that was going to be where I had to really make my money, was at the wide receiver position. Uh, so for for running backs, I just wanted to get running backs who I knew could catch the ball, could also give you a production as far as outside of what, you know, your normal rushing yards. Uh, so I believe I went with Austin Eckler see
0: here. I do apologize. I got like a few. No, that's all good. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of leagues going on over here. Yeah. My other running back, while you look, while you're looking real quick, I saw had Devin Singletary. So, you know, um, you know, to back up Leonard Fournette for that matter. So I can even stick him in as a flex player if I wanted to. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that pick there. Did you find who it was? Yeah, so for my running backs, I went with
2: Kareem Hunt. Who I believe is going to have a good year, even though he's a, a backup role in Cleveland. And I also went with Le'Veon Bell, who I think is going to have a bounce-back year for the Jets. I think that's good value for where I got him at, because I went wide receivers first. Right. So you think about the fact that with those three wide receivers first. I was able
0: to also get those guys at running back. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, that's why it's so important to me to make sure I get the running backs that I know are going to be touching the ball. You know, but um, yeah, when you, especially in a PPR league, you know, a guy like Mike Thomas in PPR, I mean, that's just like heaven right there. So I totally get it, Nikki. What about like your core? You know, with your wide receivers and running backs? Yeah, so like I said,
1: wide receivers: Godwin, Ridley, Gallup running backs, Zeke Jones, your boy over there in San Fran, Mostert, who's on my bench, Marvin Jones Jr., Latavius Murray, Edmonds, Larry Fitzgerald, Devonta Freeman, Rivers, I got Godert for my tight ends, uh, yeah, so, I feel
0: pretty good. That's not bad, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I backed up, uh, defense, oh yeah, with defense, who do you got? Oh, New England? Oh, New England's defense. Yeah. See, defense is one of those things to me. I might be just interchangeable on, uh, you know, throughout the year that's, you know, I did that, you know, with a couple of leagues, unless you got like Baltimore, you know, you're not going to get rid of them. You know, I got Seattle going up against Atlanta this week, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to keep them all year. You know, we'll see now with Jamal Adams over there. We'll see what happens. But, um, Irv Smith Jr. Like I've been talking about, I got him as a backup tight end to Austin Hooper, but I may be playing him more than, more than I thought. So, I got to tell you, I'm really happy with my team right now. I even got you know one of my guys from San Fran, Jarek McKinnon. So I like the backups I have. I like my starters. Um, believe it or not, the biggest guy I'm worried about is Aaron Rodgers, and that's just because he's not going to have these 350-yard, four-touchdown games anymore. But he was the best one left. And you know I also, again, don't want a lot of interceptions and turnovers, and he don't do that. So that's kind of why I went there. And you got Cam and you got Matthew Stafford who can do – huge things. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's Zeke, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Those are like the top three everywhere, but there are always guys, and you know this, Damien, that come around during even week two or three and they're studs throughout the rest of the year. So the waiver wire is really important.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely important to keep your eye on the waiver wire. Like last year, I made the playoffs based off of picking up Ryan Tannehill at the right time. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, you definitely got to keep your eye on the waiver wire and see who's doing things who hasn't picked up. Um, for me, man, I think my tight end might be my key. I got Darren Waller from the Raiders. Not bad. Somebody who exploded last year. He's going to be major for me. Uh, also, for my flex positions, got Brandon Cooks. I think that's huge. I think he's going to have a really big year for Houston, filling that role of being the top guy. You know in the Hopkins, not there, being there. I also got Marlon Mack from the Colts. So I feel like my team is really stacked as far as wide receivers and running backs. Um, the only thing I have to worry about as far as Cam Newton is, if he's going to be bust or is he going to be, you
0: know, the feast that he has been in the past? We'll yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Is right. that That's a big thing right there. Like you said, big risk and big reward if it does work out. So, all right, that's uh fantasy football. We'll definitely keep you guys uh, in tune to that all year as we're making our weekly predictions and so on and so forth. Let's end the show with bold predictions. And I already alluded to one of mine guys. I said, I didn't say it yet, but I'm going to say it exactly now. Unless the 49ers win the Super Bowl, I mean, win the Super Bowl, not just get to it. Unless they win the Super Bowl, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is coming back home to the 49ers. I, I don't think that he's going to be in Green Bay at all next year. I'm not saying it's definitely going to be San Fran, but that would be perfect. I'm, I'm more look. It ain't my money, so I'll say Jimmy Jean is 135 million on the bench. I have no problem with that. Bringing Aaron Rodgers for two to three years and win one or two Super Bowls. I would do that. I'd be really happy. But the biggest thing is, again, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be with the Packers after this year. That's my big thing, guys. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, that's a
2: really bold prediction. I can see it happening, you know, because you already have the future in place there with Green Bay. They're going to be anxious to see if this guy has it, especially if he does play a little bit this year and he plays well. Okay, it's time for us to move on. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers still has something left in the tank. I don't believe in Jimmy G, so we can see Jimmy G on the basketball mm-hmm. and we can see Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's and what we I'm see saying. Aaron
2: Rodgers on the field for the 49ers next
0: year. It would be a dream come true, but he'd have to steal. He'd have to ask me for my number 12. I got my number 12 49ers jersey, so if he wants it, you know, it's going to cost him a little bit. So Rodgers, we'll talk when you get over here <laughs> to San Fran, buddy. All right. Nicky, uh, what's one of yours? You alluded to something with the Falcons before, but are you going a different direction first?
1: Yeah, let me just... I'm going to go my Cam Newton bold prediction, but I, I don't know how bold it is, but I do think Cam Newton lands a contract extension with the Patriots by the end of the season.
3: That is if kind of bold. Have,
1: yeah, I think I'll have that big of a season. So have you guys seen his contract?
3: It is yeah. incentive heavy, right? right?
1: So, like... More on the field action, more cash for Cam. It is playtime heavy. He's got postseason incentives, Pro Bowl bonus, 500K, all pro bonus, 500K, playoff win, 250K for each game above 50% playing time. This is very Ryan Tannehill esque type contract. Hmm. Um, But the difference is that I think Cam, he's got the benefit of going into an established Patriots system. If he stays healthy, I think he delivers on the field. And then some, like I said before, I think we're looking at the comeback player of the year, and he definitely gets his
0: contract extension. Well, that was very well explained why you have that right there. Okay, okay. That, that would be bigger. Contract extension definitely means that he did the job, Damien, no doubt. So what's yours? Yeah, no, I agree with that
2: prediction. I think Cam Newton does do a good job and gets a contract extension for New England there. Um, for my bold prediction, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be in the conversation for comeback player of the year. Mm. Quarterback's about comeback player of the year, but I think Le'Veon Bell will be in the conversation. I think he gets over 1,000 yards this year, shows that ability in a, in a receiving game as well with over 500 yards receiving. So over 1,500 yards from scrimmage for Le'Veon Bell.
0: Wow. That, that is pretty bold, man. I'm not going to lie. That is bold because they're having friction in the locker room and the Jets are like a, a terrible team. But he's that good of a player to me still that he can get the job done. I watched them a lot last year and it was just Le'Veon Bell was the only guy making anything happen and winning games by himself. So, you know what? If there's anybody who can do it, it's probably him. So I think that's a pretty decent call right there. I like it. Um Yeah, well, we have a few minutes left. Let me get to my other one. Pay attention to this one, guys. Look, we're all high on the Baltimore Ravens. We all have them in the Super Bowl. So they're mostly in the Super Bowl because of the defense, even though the offense is incredible with Lamar Jackson. But here's what's going to happen with the Ravens. Total combined points in their losses this season will be 10 points or under. So what I'm saying is when the Ravens, if and when they lose, the entire season will be 10 points or less. So I know that's kind of bold and crazy and out there, but I'm saying when they do lose, it'll be by three or four or one or that's it. It won't be any more than 10 throughout the whole year, Nikki. I don't know if you think that's nuts, but that's how good I think they are. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, think,
1: it's, no, I don't think it's that nuts. I mean, that's a very, very, very good team. They make some good play. I can roll with that. I don't
0: think it's, it's that crazy. Damien, what do you think? It's not crazy, but it's definitely bold because, you know, you, you may have one bad game. You might have one bad game where
2: you play against an excellent team. They do play the Chiefs this year, I believe. Yep. You may have a game where you lose by 10 to the Chiefs, and then you lose another one by one or three. So it's definitely a bold prediction, but I can see it happen. I can see them executing so well to where the points, they only lose
0: by a combined nine points all year. So I definitely see that happen. Yeah, it definitely can. We'll see. We'll see. We're all really high in them. All right. Uh, we got uh, one more from each of you guys right before we close them up. Yes, sir. All right, no, so All right. Go ahead, Dean. Oh. Okay. So,
1: my next one. I think the Falcons are going to surprise everybody this year. So, I know it's easy to overlook them and their division. I know. I know the defense is a little suspect. I know they're streaky. But, in the improvements on the defensive side of the ball, that offense is just waiting to go off. And Matt Ryan overall, has been pretty consistent. He's had his down moments, but he's never veered too, too far off from his MVP season. Listen, I'm not saying this is going to be easy for them, but if they can avoid this early season collapse like they did last year, I think they've got momentum coming off of last season. Um, I know everybody kind of wants to Say, OK, well, that's why they're a little bit suspect and they don't have a lot of faith in them. But I think that they shock everybody um, and a lot quicker than we think. I don't know if it's playoff season, but I wouldn't be shocked if they
3: get in there. So Atlanta, I'm not that down on you.
0: Sorry, D. I think they're a little <laughs> bit better than everyone's given credit for it. Yeah, Dee. Real quick, I'm going to throw it to you as we only got a couple of minutes here to wrap it up. Um, I, w- I would agree if Todd Gurley can play well, that's what they've been missing this whole time. When they went to the Super Bowl, it was Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. So you add in a running game, yeah. Then then you then you got possibilities. I only have one word to say about that prediction. <laughs> 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 ooh,
3: ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes i do agree with your super <laughs> there you go there you go so you're on the same team all year with atlanta i just as an organization i don't think they have it together
2: they surprised some teams last year like we mentioned before they beat the 49ers they beat the Saints last year on the second half of the year but i think it's got people off guard this year people will be ready and because of that
0: they
3: won't
0: be able to succeed. Atlanta <laughs> <will> struggle. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, before we get into any more arguments, Damon, we got we got about a minute left. Let's get your last one in, bro.
2: Last ball prediction, Dalvin Cook will win the rushing title this
0: year. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I see that as being kind of tough because I know they put in, you know, Alexander Madison a lot. But, look, you had a breakout year last year, Nikki. no doubt. Yeah, no. we'll definitely see. Minnesota, we're all high on. You know, we all have them in the playoffs. Nikki, you and I have them winning the division. Damian, I know you have them as a playoff team as well. So, look, we all expect a lot out of Minnesota. We all expect a lot out of Baltimore. We expect a lot out of the Saints, the 49ers. I expect your Giants to take a little leap forward over there. And we're going to see, guys, look. Those are the predictions for the year, but the predictions for Week One are coming up Wednesday. As we're ready to close it out over here in the Third and Three podcast with Damian, Nikki, and myself, Jason Fearman, we're going a Wednesday night so we can get you ready for the Thursday night game, the Sunday afternoon games, Sunday night, and even Monday night games. So we're going to do it all here in the Third and Three podcast, moving a Wednesday. So keep your ass right where it is because we're coming back at you in a couple of days. As for me, Jason Fearman. With Damian Adams, Nikki Tricky, Gist, Gist, the Matthews, I love you guys. It's been another great show. Let's say peace, everyone. Peace.